how we met. Bazario Mwanza. Sife Mwanza. We met in Dola. Yeah, at the studio. He came over to record some songs and yeah, that's how we met. How we met. Hi, this is John Mumba. Well, we met at church 2013. It's an interesting, it's an story. interesting story. How we met on Lifestyle. My names are Maynard Mwanza Mwinga Mujangwe. My names are Francisca Margaret Msiska Mujangwe. Well, hmm, I met my wife in 2013. Twenty twelve, baby. In twenty twelve, we met in twenty twelve. Uh-huh. No, no. About me. Mm. We met in twenty twelve at arcades. Okay, as she said. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We. I met my wife in twenty twelve. Um, I remember that time she was with the elder sister. <laughs> Nothing attracted both of us. I was passing by and all. And so the following year, we were doing a movie called Guilt. She was one of the people we casted for the movie. I think from that time, we started uh, knowing each other. Though still, with uh, different perceptions, I thought she was a... You know? <laughs> I, I thought she was that type of a girl, you know. I wasn't attracted to her. When we began shooting the movie and when I began knowing her, things were actually different. She turned out to be the person I wasn't expecting. When I got to know her, I discovered that she was a very down-to-earth girl. We could rock the matavetos together, you know, and go and eat whilst we chase flies. She was crazy, as I am, and most of all, she had this weird, crazy desire for God, things of God. And so even when um, when we proceeded in our friendship, I had seen how great she was going to be, and so I would encourage her, you know, that you're going to be a great person, you know, and she would you know, laugh at me. And she didn't see that in herself. One day, I shared my testimony of how I gave my life to Christ. I remember those days I would send her the gospel songs. Give me you. <laughs> yeah. I sent that was the first song I sent to her. And you know, she loved it. She even put it as a, a ringtone. And so I continued sharing gospel music. I remember the day after I shared my testimony, she came to tell me, you know. I cried when you shared about your testimony. I cried, and she started viewing life differently as you know we continued praying together, sharing the way together. It was until twenty. Uh, you was good with with years. Twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, eh? Twenty thirteen. Remember that uh-uh. from here we are going together, pants. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> 2013. Actually, we met in 2012, like he said. We met in 2012. <laughs> okay, sorry. 2012, we met at a kid. I was with my sister Rose. She introduced me to him, and I was like, oh my God, who's this chubby guy? 
anyway, ignored. So 2013 came and we had to work on the same movie. He was behind the cameras. He was the cinematographer, director and everything. The days that we would be on set, if I don't get my character right, he would start directing me and say, no, you're supposed to act like this. And then he actually acts like a girl. I'm like, this guy must be gay. You were. <laughs> I actually thought the whole process while we were working on that movie, I thought he was gay and I didn't like him. I didn't want him near me because I just couldn't stand. So eventually I asked whether he was straight or not. I asked him, he was, what did you do? Mm-hmm. No, he even, laughed about it anyway. Yeah, and and, and then after that, through our short conversation teasing each other, we became friends. As we got to know each other during the movie shoot and everything, we became close and then we got to, to know the real person behind him and the real person behind the, the person that he thought I was. Then shared his testimony with me, how he gave his life to Christ and what changed about him, what happened. It inspired me because it was in 2013, 6th of October that I gave my life to Christ. So it was during that period when we were shooting, I was going through the transition and all the the spiritual growth. So I had this hunger for Christ. At the same time, I was facing the transition battles. So for me, he came in at the right time to pray with me. Sometimes he would just randomly call me and pray for me over the phone. And for me, it drew me even more closer to him. We became friends, best of friends, actually. He would tell me stories about him. <laughs> Mm. His ex, this advice, I would give him advice and I would tell him what I'm going through because at the time I was in a relationship. We were each other's pillar of strength, motivator. We would always want to report to each other every time and it just naturally happened because of the godly relationship that we both developed. You know that kind of thing where <laughs> sometimes she would recommend me to her friends that, uh, you know, maybe you should try this. And that time, it was purely, you know, friendship. So then, after going through what I went through, then I'm like, ah, wait a minute. Why am I wasting time when there's this one? And so, that day, it's like a veil. And then I saw that this is my wife. And I kept on telling her, I would tell her, you know what, this feels right. And I'll tell her that you, one day you'll be my wife. And I remember, I think I even, that post which I shared just recently, it was a memory. And I wrote a note to my wife. In 2014? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote that note to my wife, she even commented on it, saying, hey, wherever she is, I'm sure Shanshan you call. <laughs> Hallelujah, church. So I continued because I, I stood on faith and I, I had a very strong conviction that this is the one God had prepared for me. And so at that point, I asked her. She said, no, what and what and the view. <laughs> and then, well, I actually unveiled my intentions to her. This is what I feel towards you. I made a vow. I said, uh, I'm going to wait for you. And uh, in this period, I'm waiting Whoever comes my way, I'm not going to entertain. It had to take prayer and fasting. I actually asked her to fast with me. And so when we fasted for 40 days, every day I would pick her up from work and we would pray together in the car. And it was the hardest time for her because she um, underwent a break, break, um, break what? A breakup, yeah. A breakup, I just want to break it down. You know, as my mechanic, huh? she went through 
that. And so most of the times when I pick her up, we'd pray together. And then after 40 days, my prayer changed and I started thanking God for my wife. I saw my wife in her and I started thanking God. This is my wife and I thank you, Lord, for giving me this woman. Hallelujah. She would even say, Amen. Amen. In the literal sense. English from Hosford. Hosford. So, uh, yeah, so um, it was at that time when we finished our fast. And so I told her, okay, so now, eh, tell me, I ain't gonna wait for you if you are not gonna give me a definite answer. It was that point that um, my mother, that's why we are buddies, she's my babe. <laughs> Eh? My mother-in-law. Yeah, she's Babes. my babe. Yeah, I spoke to her and said, "If you're not gonna give this guy a chance, I'm going to find a woman for him." And at that point, I'd never spoken to mom. We never even used to talk with mom. That was the time that she gave me a chance. From 2015, I remember going for set apart camp, which I'm part of. So I went to attend camp for the first time and when I came back I felt like it kind of provoked many things to happen in my life. My previous relationship just got on rocks. I lost my job. I just started to lose things that I held so dear to me. So he asked me to say, can we fast? I want to fast for 40 days. Feel free to join me. We would break at 18. We started to fast. It was the hardest painful period of my life. He still held on to my hand and we prayed together, we fasted together until the end of the 40 days. And he asked me again, please give me a chance. I refused. It took my mother to tell me, to say, this person has been there for you since the time you met him. You've been friends and he's a good man. He's waited for you, he's fasted for you. I mean, what else do you want? If you don't give him a chance, I'll find him another woman. So it took me some days until I accepted. We dated for six, seven months before December. He would ask me things like, by December I want to reach. I was like, yeah, we just started dating. I mean, you, you already want to reach. That's too soon. Too I even people, because I would even refuse him to make our relationship public because I thought it was too soon from my breakup. I remember that to, day. Uh, it's my, <laughs> for me, I felt it was too soon. And I remember my siblings saying, you don't live to please people. This is your life. And you shouldn't care about what people say or their opinions. Whether it was, it's too soon, it's too what, you need to live for you and be happy. But then I was skeptical about being public about it. So I would always refuse him to say, when we're in front of people, you have to, you can't show people that we're in a relationship. At least let's just keep it silent between us and our families. That's it. <laughs> but she made the announcement on television. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, I got carried away. I got carried away. And I was like... <laughs> so then um, I would always refuse him. I would be so strict over him um, posting things about our relationship. But eventually he would ask me, so what would you like our engagement to be like? So I was like, I would like it to be all white and... Oh, just our families and the closest people that are so dear to us to witness and everything. So he was taking note of all that without me knowing. December came. Apparently he formed some group. I don't know whether he had my friends, family and them. They were planning all that behind my back. And so one thing I noticed about my friend, who was my maid of honor, Edna, she would always call me like she's nervous. So if, if, if time came for you to get married, like, would you say yes or would you say no? 
It's like, uh, what's wrong with this girl? <laughs> 17th December, the previous day actually, I had a very bad hair day. And I told him I wanted to go to the salon and everything. So on that day, we didn't even argue about salon. He gave me money to go to the salon. No, tomorrow, go to the salon and everything. Do whatever you want. I was like, okay, actually, let me take myself for a treat. So when I did that, I was even saying I actually woke up feeling low on that day. I told him I'm feeling a bit low. I, I would like to spend my time with you. We agreed. Okay, we'll go for a movie. We'll do this. We'll do that. I went to do my hair. I went to do my nails and everything. Then he sends me a message saying, uh, something has come up. I, I won't make it. What did you say? I, I have work. I'm actually sh- shooting. I was so, so angry. I was like, really? I'm having a low day and this person decides to go on. Okay, pick me up. Let's do this together. He refused. And he even gave me the car. I was like, okay. So I called my, my best friend. I was like, where are you? Can we spend time together? So she said, just called at the right time. I am so broken right now. Such things, where she knows I would get really angry. And I just want to go and handle it myself. I finished doing everything. I drove to her place to pick her up. And she was so emotional. I waited for her, we we both got ready and she just said, you know what, take me out of this place. I don't want to be home, just take me anywhere. I just want to forget about everything that happened. So I asked her, where, okay, where can we go? Just choose a place and we'll go there. She said, okay, take me to Horseshoe. I was like, okay, fine. We sat on the couch and she was crying. She was <laughs> trying to listen to her story. And while listening, that's when the manager came. I hope you guys are having a good time. Uh, enjoy our music. The food will be coming very soon. I'm like, mm, okay, people are nice. Okay. So suddenly they started playing music and his voice, it was his voice. I was like, I know that <coughs> voice. Yeah. The first time I looked at you, <laughs> you were my dream come true I knew in that moment It had I to be know. you It was breathing Cause God has been good to see that was a song. So <laughs> I was like, that, that's him. I know, I know my boyfriend's voice. Everyone was arguing with me. So as I kept looking around, looking around, that's when I saw everybody dressed in white. And I was like on top of my voice. I was screaming. <laughs> I just got emotional. I started crying because I think... For me, it, it just gave me a flashback of what he was asking and me saying, I'd like it all white. And instantly when I saw them in white, I realized this is it. So he sang. That I need you forever. Please be my wife. And I saw my sisters, my brothers-in-law, everybody close to us was there. Just the way I envisioned it. I was like, wow, I was in tears. I cried like a baby on that night. And he knelt. He asked me to be his wife. I played a little bit. Okay. Yeah, when when I you walked in. Yeah, no, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> when I uh, when I actually told um I told her that oh, we, 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 I want to reach in December and she was saying it was too soon and so and then I kept her on the edge and then she changed now she's the one saying when are you putting the ring on? <laughs> yeah, so um when that 
happened, I went to buy all her clothes, the clothes that she was supposed to wear that that evening. When she came, she came in her the clothes that she came from from, from home, and so when everything was happening, I came out and sang that song and gave her the ring, the ring that she she wanted. Cause I mean she she wasn't there when I was buying the ring. I had an idea cause we used to deliver. Deliver. Yeah, baby, just help me, please, mm. na papa. Yeah, deliver, deliver. Deliberately. Deliberately. Yeah, we we'll <laughs> go in, um, you know, jewel stores and check out rings, and so I had an idea of what she wanted. So got the ring, put the ring on the finger, and a week later, because I asked for permission from mom, if I could pre-engage minus reaching, I was given the blessing to go ahead. And so that's how come I, I did that. And then a week later, the ring. Then I said yes, and he put the ring on my finger, and it was the perfect ring that I've always wanted because I've always wanted a big ring. After that, he wished with his family at my mother's place. Why? Let me finish. The thousand. And I told mom, yeah, cheap. I, I was supposed to pay 250000 And then now I'm going to check. Now I'm going check. So now I'm going to check. I think for me it took seven to eight months for me to pick a dress. (laughs) I kept changing and changing and funny enough, I found both my dresses in one store. Both of them were my perfect fit. It was just there. I remember my cousin Lakiana was saying, you know what? This is it. We're not going anywhere else. For me, the whole whole dress process was really getting me emotional because we couldn't find what I wanted. And then everyone kept saying, no, just settle for this one. There's no dress that can be just what you want and everything. So when we found those dresses, for me, it was amazing. And they were reasonable. I was so grateful to God for just making everything possible. Everything just started to come through. Everything that we, we never thought would happen for us, God came through. For us, just when we least expected, we thought it won't be possible. We thought things won't fall in place. But then what made it stand out the most was the fact that he came through for us when we never thought anything good would come out. The wedding. I had my bridesmaids wear white. I wanted them to be in white with me, even if people say only the bride wears white. They wore long white dresses for church. And the whole bridal party, we wanted to to be in a police outfit. We wanted the American police for dancing. It was his idea, not mine. <laughs> it was our idea. His idea. We have really? idea. I almost never cried when I saw her walk in uh, the cathedral. <clears throat> I almost never cried. I never cried. Let me tell you no, the no, truth. No, 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 no. Where he cried. <laughs> Actually, we had two wedding ceremonies. We had one at our church, Mount Zion. That's me not talking. We, we had to get married under the church that we gazetted. 
and we both cried like babies. And guess what? My sister forgot our wedding rings. She forgot. We had to use um, my sister-in-law's wedding rings, his younger sister, so that we can get married. We cried. It's not even funny. We cried like babies. No, I didn't. Me, I don't he, cry. If it, <laughs> in it, I did not cry. No, um, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, for me. Well, so many things ran through my mind because this is what I've been dreaming of all my life. And the journey wasn't smooth. And so getting to that day, that day was very special that it had come to pass. And also I was looking forward to see Dad because, you know, he was looking forward to... Our wedding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, But then he went to be with the Lord before the wedding could pass. So... The reason why we do ministry is so that we can inspire people. And the reason why we are a funny couple and we believe that laughing is very healthy. And so we make people laugh. I get inboxes, you know, where people saying that my father is so sick and the only thing that keeps them laughing is when I show them the videos that you guys do. And so I feel that I don't need to be hostile. I don't need to be rude to someone who's gonna stop me and they wanna take a photo with me or they wanna talk to me. Life outside fame and inside should still be the same because even a person who's not popular will meet new people and how you receive them is just the way you are. We do have low moments just like any other normal couple. Of course we have our funny moments. At times we just don't feel like being funny. You just want your time alone and everything. But then because we know each other well, we know how to approach each other when we're in those moments. And that's how we manage to live together and still be happy. Because every day won't be the same. Every day won't be rosy. Every day won't be funny. Some things won't be so funny. And you have to learn to actually accommodate that part of life and still be happy with it. And if there are issues that we can't handle, we always run to our mentor, Maham Gladys Paswani. Mm-hmm. She's been there for us from the beginning. Where'd go? Yeah. <laughs> so if there's something that is out of our limit, we go there. We go to her. But um, we've developed the issue of uh, trying to sort out issues on our own and find a better way to communicate to each other. You know, with time, when you're getting to know each other, you are a new couple, you are coming from two different worlds, just niching and knowing each other is a bit hard, but with time, you get to know it. Okay, yeah, okay, so that is supposed to be like that. And actually, we spend time praying together. That also helps us. I think the fear of God, serving in the, in the house of the Lord. I'm in the media department, she's in the choir, so sometimes I lead worship. It helps keep you in check. Appreciation. What I appreciate, <laughs> it's a number of things. Most of all, his heart. He's got, he's got such a big heart, and he's, he's very patient. He's not the kind that will um, put you on the spot to do certain things that you really can't because we've both never been married before, and we're both learning to be married, learning to accommodate each other, adjust to so many things so we're both learning each other but what I appreciate mostly is his patience for me and 
he's not just a husband that sits around and does nothing. He's a helper. He's not the kind that would just sit and put his legs on the table and start changing the channels. He gets in the kitchen and would help me cook. Sometimes I won't even touch the kitchen at all. And when I'm not well, he would take care of me. He would do certain things that I would fail to do. Maybe I've, I've lacked in a way. He won't come to me and point a finger at me to say, yeah, you're a wife, you're supposed to do this, or count the rows for me to say, as a wife, hey, this, 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 and that. No, he will pick it up and just do it. And for me, I find that amazing because most men are the kind that would just sit down, do nothing, not help, sleep, wake up, bath, go back, go for work, mess up things in the house, go come back because they know that's your right, that's your duty, that's what. But I find that different in him and I really, really appreciate that part of him. It's amazing to have a man that can cook, a man that is patient, a man that accepts you for who you are, never judges you just because I lack in this way and he um, undermine me or degrade me to say you're not woman enough because you can't do that. For me, I feel he takes me just as I am and he appreciates the woman that I am. And that's what I love about him. <laughs> She's very beautiful. One more thing. Mm. Above all, the biggest thing that drove me to him in the first place is the God that he serves. The fear of God in him, the the passion for the word of God, ministry, everything. Most of the things that I would say I've learned, I learned through him. And even praying, I never used to pray so long, mm-hmm. but I... I when <laughs> when I'm given the road to pray, <laughs> he would even want me don't Just pray too long because I would pray longer. And I I appreciate you, babe. Oh, thank I you. I thank God for him because all these things that I do now is because of him and he implemented those things in me. But it it he didn't just say, hey, pray long, oh, do this, hey, do that. No, he was patient enough for me to grow to the woman that I am now. And I'm sure that he will still help me grow into the woman I'm supposed to be, according to God's word. <laughs> like I said, and I appreciate her beauty every day. I adore her. No words can express. She's a very well-mannered woman who has respect for for me, respect for my friends. The fact that she's just sold out to me and me and me alone. <laughs> I know that I can trust her. The fact that I know that I love that about her. I love the food she cooks for me. I love the way she does my chicken because I love chicken. I love the fact that she's sold out for God and you know she really wants to she's actually in a hurry to do things for God and say you know what I want to do this I want to be that and I love that fact I don't think Tina Pusha list I love you I love you <laughs> I wish people were able to see how even my expression if indeed and hey Lessons learned. People should guard their hearts. When you get married, the first thing that you want is 
to live according to how you want to live, but it becomes different because you have to accommodate another person. You need to learn to live with another person. You need to um, accommodate that person. So there's a whole lot of changes, a whole lot of growth going on, a whole lot of accepting, a whole lot of adjustments going on, but you need to be patient with each other. There will be these mini fights, um, and all these misunderstandings, how can you put the cogates in this direction? Me, I put it in that direction. How can you leave your shoes there? How can you walk in when I just mopped? How can you do this? So, you know, there's many, many fights that leads to so many bad things. But my advice is, first of all, to be patient with each other, to respect one another's opinion. When you argue, sit down, dialogue, and come to an understanding about everything, where you can both compromise and accommodate each other in the best way that you can understand your spouse and vice versa and the biggest advice that i can give is to always pray together no matter what always pray together always read the word together if anything can even do debate about the word of god but as long as you do these things together it will keep your marriage it will help you grow it will help you understand a lot of elements about marriage otherwise marriage is so beautiful it was ordained by god and i thank god that i'm married <laughs> Yeah, um, well, I speak to people that have lost hope. Um, you know, you've been, you've been there in the, the Mary or the Marys, and you feel that I don't think there's a chance for me, there's hope for me. You know, you've been broken a thousand times, and you don't even feel that love exists. But my word is that, you know, God is a God of restoration, and God is a God of a second chance. The devil is going to whisper into your ears saying, you know what, you will not mount anything. No one is going to love you. You can never get married because it's been a sequence. It's been a sequence in your family that people never get married or people never finish education. But that's the lie from the pit of hell. And all I can say is that God is powerful. God works miracles. God worked miracles for us. We spent time praying and fasting. Even towards our wedding, we prayed, fasted 21 days. We would fast every Wednesday. We would pray. And I saw God break a lot of things in our lives, in our families, and God came through for us. It's God's desire that we be happy. Marriage is a good thing. The devil doesn't want good things to come towards us. So if you've been in that place where you lost hope, I can tell you that those whispers, those little small voices are from the devil. There is a better life out there you can still love. No matter how, imagine if you've been disappointed a thousand times, how did you get to a thousand? It meant that, you know, that thing is in you. You can still love if you've been broken, thank God that someone dumped you because they were not meant for you, because there was something better for you. And so that's my encouragement that, you know, even when you are praying to get into marriage, go into it ready. Don't just go into it. Some people go and in, get into marriages for wrong reasons because I'm pregnant or because I want to, I want to be having sex. But marriage is, is more than that. And it's possible, it is possible that God can still fix you. God can still fix your relationship. God can still fix your marriages because all things are possible. 
when you love someone, you want them to look the best. You love someone, you want them to come out the best. You won't just let your husband walk out looking dirty. He won't let me walk out looking scruffy. He has to maintain me. I have to maintain him. So for us, we live to look good, I baby. Yes, we love good things. We love good. We love things. <laughs> <laughs> Ine follow me fya kuchila ati nga wambona ambo kunkonka ya listening eh follow 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 because you will see the clothes are be putting on in biara ma cream pino ledu mix green but follow well on um, facebook um i'm maynard menage actually menage mwanza mchangwe it's unfortunate i can't take friends but i have a replica of my page so people can still follow and also on instagram it's menage 007 and uh, on our crazy page it's uncle bay zeden hallelujah it's time for hoffering for me it's frenzier music throughout frenzier music facebook frenzier music uh, instagram frenzier music twitter but i also have uh, another page for facebook is frenzier msiska songs. <laughs> This is Maynard Mwanza Mujangwe. This is Mrs. Francisca Margaret Francisca Mujangwe. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Francia. Uncle Bay. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so, you so much, very Anna. much for having us. How we met. Bizario Mwanza. Sife Mwanza. We met in Dola. Yeah, at the studio. He came over to record some songs and yeah, that's how we met. How we met. Hi, this is John Mumba. Well, we met at church 2013. It's an interesting it's an story. Interesting story. How we met on Lifestyle. Tuning to Lifestyle next week and get to hear more interesting stories on how we met. Amazing to see where me be 
boys has got me. So you can see, no way my God see. When him a claim me and him a forgive me. He love him a show to me a about the ways. See John 316 every day I say. Me practice me Proverbs 31, God. Me standing in the gap, me a prayer warrior. Bye.